edition of With All Due Respect. Strong opinions on politics, life, and entertainment. Welcome to another episode of With All Due Respect, the podcast that believes if it's broke, we need to fix it. Hello, everyone. I am your host, Andrew Halcrow. With me, as always, is my main man, Van Sanders. Mr. Sanders, what's the good word for the day? Plabutios mahatis. No, I just made that up. Um, it's a it's a chill Sunday. As you can hear in my voice, I may have slept in a little. And... I am just enjoying the the solstice weekend, trying to give myself a break. Good to hear. Always good to hear. As always, want to thank the Anchorage Daily News for hosting this podcast on their platform and remind listeners of the very strong opinions you hear on this podcast are mine and mine alone and in no way, shape, or form represent the opinions of the Anchorage Daily News or their employees. Today on With All Due Respect, we offer a selection from our entire menu, Politics, Life, and entertainment. In politics, we talk Mayor-elect Dave Bronson's homeless shelter proposal. In life, we discuss the loss aversion theory in this year's PFD. And in entertainment, we review an Italian masterpiece directed by Federico Fellini. A full plate today, so let's start by talking some politics. politics. And now, for some politics. Homelessness is one of Anchorage's most urgent and chronic problems. The current infrastructure to address this growing challenge is broken, and we need to fix it. Last week, the incoming administration of Mayor-elect Dave Bronson unveiled a plan to construct a large-scale homeless shelter and navigation center in East Anchorage near the old police headquarters building. Meanwhile, the city is currently housing around 400 to 500 people in a mass shelter run by Beans Cafe at Sullivan Arena, and they have been since the beginning of the pandemic. The challenge is the arena shelter needs to be decommissioned by September, which means the city needs to find a long-term solution. The services envisioned for the homeless center shelter would include a medical facility, rehabilitation services, and job services. Visitors to the center would also get help securing permanent housing. The idea is to make homelessness a brief experience. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the big vision we've needed on homelessness. Now, as with everything, the devil is going to be in the details. The size of the facility, the cost of construction, the cost of operation and maintenance all need to be determined. But Mayor-elect Bronson has exactly the right idea, and he needs to be given encouragement and positive space to develop this proposal. Look, I know people are still angry about the election, but we need to get over it and get behind the mayor and the assembly on this vision. It's time to stop nibbling around the edges of addressing the homelessness issues in Anchorage. Let's stop taking one step forward and two steps back. Let's think big. Let's recognize that the sheer breadth of the homelessness problem is just too overwhelming for Anchorage's nonprofits to continue to handle this situation alone. Now, the idea for the homeless shelter on this site in East Anchorage is not new. Four years ago, Rob Couples, a major property owner in East Downtown, an Airbnb operator, and founding member of a downtown action group called the Third Avenue Radicals, initially came up with this idea. In November 2017, Couples wrote in the Anchorage Daily News, quote, Whether this city likes it or not, 
It is time we as a community acknowledge that the heart of support system for the homeless is not downtown anymore. It's on East Tudor. The Alaska Native Medical Center, Providence Hospital, APD, UAA, APU, and Alaska Career Academy are all within one mile of each other on East Tudor. This was Rob Couples in 2017 proposing this exact same site that now Mayor-elect Bronson is proposing to host the Homelessness Center. It made sense then, and it makes sense now as a long-term solution. So the big question is, how does a Mayor Bronson sell this idea in the cost to taxpayers of Anchorage? I would suggest he rip a page from the playbook of former Anchorage Mayor Rick Maestrom. In order to understand this better, we need a history lesson. A history lesson. In 1994, when Rick Maestrom was elected mayor of Anchorage, one of the biggest problems facing the town was the capacity of the Anchorage Jail. At that time, the Anchorage Jail sat on the site, which now is the Anchorage Museum. The facility was so overcrowded, it spurred civil rights lawsuits, and it wasn't uncommon for police officers to have to ride around with prisoners in the back of their car until jail space opened up. Without saying, this dramatically impacted APD's ability to deliver public safety. So Maestrom set out on a campaign to convince Anchorage taxpayers that a new jail was desperately needed and current conditions were hampering public safety. He set out to convince taxpayers that the millions it would cost to build it would be worth the investment. In selling his vision, he visited every Rotary, Lions Club, Community Council, Chambers of Commerce. I mean, if there were four people in a room, Maestrom was one of them, pitching his vision, making the case for investment in the facility. Maestrom's efforts were successful the public realized the investment needed to be made. This is exactly what Mayor-elect Dave Bronson must do. There isn't anyone in Anchorage who isn't aware of the growing homelessness problem. 20 years ago, it was a downtown problem. Today, it's a community problem. The time, the public mood, and definitely the need exists right now. It's time to finally address the challenges of homelessness and provide relief to downtown neighbors like Rob Couples who continue to invest in his neighborhood with the hope that one day soon it will get better. Mayor-elect Bronson's vision for a more comprehensive approach to addressing the needs of the homeless is solid. And once the plan is more detailed, he needs to sell it to Anchorage residents. Because I believe Anchorage is more than ready for a solution, and I bet you they'd be willing to pay for it with the right pitch. And now, let's talk about life. Let's talk about life. All right, let's talk some life. During the last year, there has been a proliferation of politically charged Facebook group pages that have used the concept of loss aversion to stoke anger and resentment. Group pages such as Save Anchorage, Save the PFD, and Restore the PFD have capitalized on this concept. So what is the concept of loss aversion? Loss aversion is the tendency to prefer avoiding losses to acquiring equivalent gains. Loss aversion implies that one who loses $100 will lose more satisfaction than the same person who will gain satisfaction from a $100 windfall. In studies, users participated up until the threat of loss equaled any incurred gains. Whether a transaction is framed as a loss or as a gain is important to this calculation. For example, a $5 discount rather than a $5 surcharge avoided has a significant effect on consumer behavior. Some studies have actually shown that losses are twice as powerful psychologically as gains. For example, a person will fight twice as hard to say, save Anchorage, as that same person will to say, improve Anchorage. This has been the psychological warfare that has become so prevalent today on social media and within policymakers. The best way to get people to react is to claim they are losing something valuable. 
you are losing your community, hence save Anchorage. You are losing your PFD, hence save the PFD. Also, the role of expectation also plays a critical part, wherein an individual's belief about an outcome can create an instance of loss aversion, whether it happens or not. So let's apply this to the current debate over the amount of this year's PFT. In 2020, the permanent fund dividend amount was $992. This year, majorities in both the House and Senate approved a $1,100 dividend. That's an increase of 10% over 2020. However, instead of being happy, some Alaskans are angry. Why? Because Governor Mike Dunleavy and his higher dividend cult followers have created unrealistic expectations that has triggered this loss aversion. By promising Alaskans a larger dividend than what the state could afford, they have created a sense of loss to some Alaskans when there really isn't any. So instead of Alaskans being happy that the amount of their annual dividend has been increased by 10%, they are angry about a perceived loss that was never financially realistic. However, a perceived loss is still a perceived loss, even though it's manufactured by pandering politicians. And it still means people will fight twice as hard not to lose something than as to gain something. The theory of loss aversion has been weaponized by the governor and current policymakers as it relates to the PFD in attempt to anger the public enough to demand government pay something it cannot afford. So please... Consider the 10% increase of your dividend this year approved by the majority in the House and Senate not a loss, but a gain, because at the same time you are getting a 10% higher dividend, the state is literally running out of cash. And now, entertainment. Entertainment. All right, let's talk some entertainment. The movie is called Eight and a Half and is a 1963 Italian drama directed by the great Federico Fellini. It stars Marcello Mastriani as Guido Anselmi, a famous Italian film director who suffers from stifled creativity as he attempts to direct an epic science fiction film. Eight and a Half is about the struggles of Guido in the creative process, both technical and personal, and the problems artists face when expected to deliver something personal and profound with intense public scrutiny while simultaneously having to deal with their own life and their own personal relationships. It is, in a larger sense, about finding true personal happiness within a difficult, fragmented, and demanding life. Eight and a Half won the Academy Award for Best Foreign Language Film and Best Costume Design. The movie is shot in black and white with stunning cinematography and is acknowledged as one of the first avant-garde films, a highly influential classic, and is now considered to be one of the greatest and most influential films of all times. In my opinion, Eight and a Half is a must-see, and it's personally one of my favorite Fellini films. So, turn off your phone, pour yourself a nice glass of wine, assemble an Italian charcuterie tray, and enjoy one of the most celebrated films of the 20th century. The movie, again, is Eight and a Half, directed by Federico Fellini, and it's available on Amazon Prime. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there is the music, and you know what that means. Please... Join us on Thursday when Van and I will review a really cool book, especially for all of you Big Lebowski fans. Let me tell you something. The dude is going to be in. Yo, Van, throw us your website details. Thanks, Andrew. Yeah, if you visit abodabobrand.com, that's A-B-O-D-A-B-O-B-R-A-N-D.com, you can see a little bit more about what I do and uh, touch base with me. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is our time, and we thank you for yours. <laughs>